Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the London Magazine podcast. This month we travelled to the village of Heathfield to meet the Reverend Christian Mitchell, who by chance had discovered an almost full collection of the London Magazine from the 18th century, dating from 1733 to 1770. Here's what he had to say about that. So I was uh, licensed as the vicar of uh, the Benefice of Heathfield back in September 2018, so I've been here just over a year or so, mm. and uh, just before I arrived, I was made aware of this fantastic collection of the London Magazine that had been stored in the uh, vicarage here in Old Heathfield, uh, and uh, had been in the vicarage for, we imagine, a, a long time, and in the, up in the attic, and various vicars that had moved in and moved out had kind of left the collection up there, um, but... Uh, last year, the uh, two parishes formed to create a single parish, and the vicarage here in Old Heathfield was let out privately, so we had to empty everything out of it. And that's when this collection really came to light and the full extent of it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we've we've been storing it here in the church for the last year or so, but um, really been keen to see it brought to a wider audience, really, if possible, because it's such a fantastic collection of historic... Um, historic stuff it'd be great for a wider audience to be able to have access to it yeah definitely um i mean it just looking through the the copies that you have there's so much interesting material in there and it, i think it really shines a light on the era as well because we think of kind of literary magazines now as being seeing stories and poetry but they as as we were looking through there was there was a lot of stuff about politics a lot about historical stuff about the 18th mm. century um, maps being made of, mm. of, of newly discovered areas of the world um. and interestingly engineering ventures a new newly invented wagon you found and yeah, uh, yeah. You know, interestingly um, there was some mention about uh, investigations into the possible uses of electricity well I didn't know that they really? were looking at that back in the um, mid 18th century so yeah it's extraordinary yeah well it's an amazing collection and and hopefully we can we can help bring it to uh public attention mm. um so when exactly did the issues date from so the earliest edition we have is 1733 and the latest volume we've got is 1790 um Sadly, it's not a complete collection between those years, but we do have every volume between the 1740s and 1750s. So I think it's mainly the 1730s where there's a bit of a gap, but for the 1740s, 50s and 60s, it's pretty much complete. Yeah. And um, is there, there anything of kind of particular interest to you that you've, that you've found in, in them? To be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to look through them in any great detail, um, but... What, what I find particularly fascinating is that when I, when I, I, mean, I confess I hadn't heard of the London magazine before finding this sure. collection, and I assumed that it would be about things to do with London. Mm. Um, and, and the wonderful thing is it's a collection of uh, historical records of, of almost global explorations across the world. So yeah. it's just a, a really fascinating window on what was being discovered and explored and researched and understood back in that in that era which yeah. um i find fascinating yeah Do, were you um were you quite interested in in kind of history before or? uh 
Actually, no, it's not an area that I've really ever had a huge amount of involvement in, in history. And it, it's, uh, I feel a bit of a fraud, really, finding this historic collection of, no, uh, of magazines and not really being uh, a historian myself. But yeah. it's, um, I can see from the, the quality of the, uh, of the content of these volumes mm. that for those for whom historical knowledge is, is something of great importance that it's a really going to be a really rich resource I think yeah. um, uh, and just a, a fascinating window on a particular hmm. period of time yeah. where there was clearly a lot of exploration and in- investigation into new technologies and uh, new building practices and that sort of thing That's yeah I mean the the 18th century um as we were talking about before, it was it was a very interesting time because there was so much innovation going on mm. in the 18th century in terms of the birth of not only magazine and the current art culture that we basically have today. I mean, the, the Royal Academy, um, the birth of the kind of magazine industry uh, and the publishing industry as we know it, but then also that was sort of the birth of what became the stock markets and... Yeah, it was almost the, the kind of the beginning of the modern era, the 18th century. So yeah, it's it, it's fascinating. Um, it would be particularly interesting from my point of view to find out if the any of the volumes contain anything to do with uh, theological thinking at the time and yeah. the church thinking. I mean, I, I haven't come across any articles yet in my brief flicking through the, the various volumes, but that would be uh, a very interesting. Bearing in mind, this collection was. Um, brought together by one vicar of mm. Heathfield who um, was vicar here from 1731 until 1772 so he was here for just over 40 years yeah. and so obviously someone who was very keen to read very widely and broaden his mind stuck here in, in rural East Sussex yeah. um, you know it would have been a, a fascinating collection for for someone like that to, to have to hand and um, but it'd be interesting to know whether there was anything about the the development of the church or theological thinking mm. uh, in any of those volumes. That would be interesting to find out. Yeah. No, def- do you know the name of the 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 reverend at the time? It's on the wall out there. It's on the it? board. Yeah, I've yeah, just yeah, forgot yeah. his name, but I, I think can... it's someone Wilkins. It doesn't, it doesn't matter too much. Do you have any any plans for them? Um, have you kind of consulted any sort of archives or anything like that? No, I mean, really, we started with yourselves, as um, obviously because the, the London Magazine is still being published. It, yeah. it seemed the natural place to come and speak to you first. Um, we don't have any plans for them. I think what we would love to see is, rather than them being stored in uh, potentially damp vestry in the in the church, is for them to be made available on display perhaps or in an archive somewhere where people could have access to them um, and if that was possible then I think that would be very exciting we'd love to be able to perhaps loan them to the British Library or another organisation that might want to mm. um, have them on on display Well I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be very interested in, uh, in seeing them um, Yeah just to kind of um, just to finish off, really, um, there's. I don't know if you kind of know anything particularly about the the particular era that you have, like any of the people that were involved in the magazine or, or anything like that. No, in terms of the magazine itself. Yeah, like the the because well, I know that it was. I know that in the 1730s, 
it was um, started by this guy called Isaac Kemba. Uh, and he. Well, the magazine was started in the 1730s. Uh, I believe 1732 it began. So yeah. these editions are some of the earliest editions of the they entire are, yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, wow. 1732 was the the first uh, issues, and it was it was uh, it was started as a kind of rival to um, a magazine called I believe it was called the Gentleman's Intelligencer, which was a magazine that Samuel Johnson used to write for, and it was set up as a sort of like intellectual rival of the kind of issue talking about the sort of the issues of the day. Yeah. So it's got a lot about politics, got a lot about new inventions, economics, but also literature, poetry, stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then it, the magazine kind of I believe folded around the 1790s and started again in the early 19th century where it went through a very a very very interesting period where it um published a lot of um John Keats when he was alive right. also um Thomas de Quincey who um actually serialized uh, the book um the diary of an english opium eater in the london magazine right uh then <laughs> Something very very bizarre happened. Where um, the editor of the at the time, this is in the eighteen twenties, was a guy called John Scott, and he um, he got into an argument with another literary magazine editor, um, I believe called Blackwood's Magazine, a guy called John Gibson Lockhart, and um, they started kind of uh, slandering each other in their magazines, and it got to the point where I'm not sure who called it, but they ended up having a, a formal duel. Oh, goodness <laughs> me! In in uh, somewhere in Hampstead on a farm. Gosh. And um, <laughs> I don't think I think it was meant to be kind of performative, but sort of something went wrong. Uh, like there was some kind of misinformation, and um, John Scott, the editor of the London Magazine at the time, <laughs> was mortally wounded and died. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and so then it was taken over by someone else. Ran up until the, I believe, closed sometime in the 19th century, then was reopened in the early 20th century, closed just before the war, and then John, a guy called John Lehman um, reopened it in the early 50s. Right. And then it's been in print since then. Right. So it has this very long, interesting it does, history. doesn't it? Um, and, and lots of different phases of its life as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't want to doesn't want to die off, does it? It's, no, no. It's, and it, it's yeah, it's, it's quite interesting, and, and and people kind of are still still interested in it, and, and we try and you know keep up and keep publishing uh, new voices and in in literature, and that's yeah, and that's nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's brilliant to be able to come and see sort of where where it began. Mm. Um, so uh, so yeah, thank you very much, Reverend Christian Mitchell. Uh, it's a great pleasure, and I I hope uh, that the uh, that, that the volumes will be able to be accessible to those who would find it of significant interest. Thank you once again to the Reverend Christian Mitchell of the Church of Heathfield, and thank you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. <laughs>